sing it one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball. Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne is the team that plays to win for you and me. Welcome to Stern Look, which is brought to you by the potential of Shane Watson. Tonight, once more, we have Quiv and Nate Seven joining the podcast from the Inner Scrotum. Welcome, gents. Good evening. For the first time coming to us live from atop the elephant of Arden Street is Jay-Z. Welcome, Jay-Z. Thank you. Tonight's show is the last for the year, and we'll be back next year, hopefully before the first pre-season game. So for tonight... Nate and I will kindly run through some of the past funny stuff we've had on the show and Big Footy, and then we'll have a bit of a review of the prelim final, bloody cheats, umpires, and then have a quick preview of next year and then discuss trades and this management to finish off for the evening. So, Nate, what have you got for us this evening? Well, I'd like to get onto the AFS stuff, but apparently I'm told I can't get into that, um, but I'm also banning myself from that. Uh, there is some funny stuff. It is a little bit too uh, strong to get into through this podcast, so we'll skip away from that. I'm just going to say I'll refer you to that thread and go and have a look at the last few pages, which also includes a former two-time guest panellist, The Lounge Lizard, who we had for our final game against Richmond and against the Elimination Final. And good old Lounge Lizard, he bought his tickets to Sydney prematurely and uh, was then trying to sell his tickets on most of the boards, and he has failed, so that's what happens when you buy your tickets early, but fuck that. I wouldn't mind if talking about some sympathy stuff, Kanga, um, and just what are your favourite sympathy thread moments for this year, if you don't mind? Mine were, there's a, quite a few, but the 1,000 pages milestone, that was something. Um, and then shortly after, I believe, was the James Heard sacking, which really just got the thread really... Going. Now, those were my two favourite moments for the year. Well, I must. I missed the 1,000 pages. I was away, and I missed another great day, which was the James Heard sacking. And I and I saw that while Bill tweeted me or whatever it was, he tagged me from across the world and uh, said, "I hope the news has made it over there too." And I, I found out about that at some strange out of the night, and I had to ring him and ask him if it was legit or if it was an April Fool's joke or what was going on. And he said, "No, it was." It was legit, and that's another great milestone that I missed out on. Um, I like that. A lot of the the gifts and the uh, the memes that were going around are absolute treasures. Uh, whether it was about someone having a meltdown, whether it was about Paul Little, some of your own work, K4E, with um, <laughs> Paul Little. Was it Heard throwing everyone under the bus? No, I heard was, throwing um, Evans under the bus. <laughs> yeah, so South Park style. Um, and, and even some of the stuff where you go back, and I'm not sure if it was this year or even last year, where Essendon were looking for an integrity officer, and they, they advertised this position via Seek and all sorts of other platforms. And so while Bill in his infinite wisdom decided he was going to apply for this position in, in many ways, 
and he he thought his first application was just full of shit. It was just it was illiterate and it was all it was it was making it look like it was a grade three presentation <laughs> to see if they'd take the bait. And his second one was um, a whole lot of oh, football talking. He was just talking absolute garbage. So he sent through on I don't know ten or twenty applications just full of shit really. So, um, some of my favourite moments were just were that, but also when he I wouldn't say he was trolling, but he replied to three or some of the posts from some of the earlier posts, like a Jade or an Iggy Pops or someone like that from the Essendon board, who earlier in the year said, we're going to ream you guys, you guys are our bunnies, um, good luck later in the year, ha, 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 all this sort of stuff. And they were getting really cocky about it. And so while Bill went on a two or three page tirade about how's it going for you, send our love to Nakar 18, pity that um, happy birthday. you guys have only got one good, good yeah, happy birthday, pity that you've, you've, you're only good guy over there is Lance Uppercut and all this sort of stuff. Um, they, I think they sort of appreciate it. Well, we certainly did. Um, but what about? Did you have anything else apart from that um, on the sympathy thread that you liked? I mean, I I like those sorts of things and oh, milestones, that, and basically I liked everything about it. Uh, that that summed up everything basically. The memes and the gifts were absolutely gold, <laughs> and the thirty four, thirty four um, memes and the the tweets as well for my own. Twitter aliases. <laughs> Some of my favourite moments. Well, yeah, even all all the Twitter accounts that were going around from some of our own on, excuse me, the sympathy thread regulars from those who who became, I suppose, regulars who were coming across from Bay 13, they're coming across from the, the general discussion board and just some of the stuff they were saying, even to Mark Robinson, was just hilarious. And I don't know why they're being banned, but he was just blocking people left, right and centre, but I think everyone was having a bit of fun. No one really went overboard, but that's all it is. People just got to remember it's just a bit of fun and if you take it too seriously, then when, I think you need to, you know, leave the board or, or have a couple of days or weeks off. But, but uh, that, that, that's all it was. What about, anything else before we sort of move away from that? I've, I've got nothing else. I can hear cicadas chirping. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you, you, you can pop up in the background. I can hear you giggling away. At least I haven't gone overboard tonight. I haven't sworn too much. No, I was um, just thinking as you were saying, you know, you've got to be careful. You don't go overboard, blah, blah, blah. I was thinking, yeah, you've got to be careful or you end up like that hardy guy who <laughs> posted these several pages, letters to every newspaper that ran any sort of negative press against Essendon throughout the entire saga and was generally just the biggest joke on the Hot Topic board throughout the entire thing. So who was that guy? Was was he a, was this the lawyer guy or the yeah. parent lawyer? The, the lawyer and slash uni lecturer wanted to oh, be a uh, wasn't Chip, and this was the one who... Dickwad. <laughs> no, not, not CLG, no. No, 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 not shit. Martin Hardy, I think his name is. Yeah, he's alleged to have been a, a lecturer or current lecturer at was it RMIT or La Trobe Uni? Um, I'm assuming Bandura campus. He's apparently writing a book about it as well that he yeah, kickstarter campaign for. Oh, fuck's sake! <laughs> is this the same book that Floggard wants to be in on? Is that the same book or is no, it? No, no, he wants to be in the movie. Oh God! What the fuck? <laughs> so God, story. The whole story of is crazy. Yeah, the whole joint is crazy. Seriously. I don't want to anyway. go ahead, but um, 
I really hope the whole Flagard being at North this week thing was nothing to do with anything other than Nicky Dale's 300th, or I'll be seriously pissed. I'll take him. Oh, which way? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, he was a gun five years ago. I, I heard a rumour, and sorry, when I say rumour, obviously big footy rumour today, I don't know where I was reading this, I was skimming across all sorts of stuff, that, and I know this is obviously not the funny shit, but it could be in a minute, that he was told to walk or that he might be parting ways with Essendon. Is, has anyone else? Did anyone else read that today on BF? Yeah, that was um, Philly Rue, I think, what? in that Goddard thread. Oh, was it? Because I, I didn't read. I'm pretty oh, sure it's it. part of the original post. It's that he heard that that Goddard's been. It was in that thread anyway. to move on. Because oh, I've read it elsewhere, and I just thought, oh. Actually, I came across my. I, I was in Bay 13 for a brief moment because I was tagged in something over there. So I went and had a look while inspecting all my old likes over there as well. And yeah, I came across something in there, but I just know they take the piss. And I, I thought, I wonder if this was any, you know, linked to Goddard seen at um at Arden Street. But uh, I thought, surely this is taking the piss. People are just bored this time of year, and I thought, oh fuck no. But wouldn't surprise me. They're, they're clearly trying to. Uh... You know, with Chapman and Carlisle and everybody else that's trying to escape the joint, they're clearly going to have a lot of salary cap space. So you would want to go there. Yeah, but they're not mm. going to have any players. Like when they're all banned, they're going to need those players. Steinberg. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> he'll be skipper too next year. <laughs> Otherwise known as their funny captain coach. If only he was playing for West Coast on the weekend, we would have smashed it. What? Right, I. Real funny. Oh, sorry. I was I was thinking something else. I don't know. I, I misheard it as something else. Don't worry. Moving on. Don't worry. Um. Yeah, you moving on. Thing that could make Ben Brown learn how to take a mark again. Kanga, you're up. I'm up. Um. So, what were your highlights for the year on Big Footy or AFL? Uh, you asking me or are you asking me? I'll ask everyone, but you can go first if you like. Oh, thanks. I had no time to think. I think, um, uh, I don't know about funny, but sort of a real good moment was seeing Philly Rue this year was able to enact, uh, the court order that he had with his, yes. his now formed partner. And legitimately, and I have seen it, and I think he's also posted on the, on the main uh, North board. Yeah. That if, in written in the court order by the judge in the family court was, if North Melbourne were to be participating in the finals, um, uh, Philly Rue is entitled, and obviously that's not his real name, uh, is entitled to have the kids on whatever dates they play in the finals. There's no ifs or buts about it. And he was able to enact that, and I think that's one of the greatest things. And that's, uh, it's, it might sound really simple to those who haven't got kids, and I don't, but I, I think, um, for the greater North Northern people, they hear that and they see that, and they think, "Well, that's that's a that's a win for the so-called small person." And any win, well, any win, the win really in the family court, and to hear that and to see that, and just, and uh, the happiness and the elation on his face and and his kids' faces, um, you just you can't go past that. 
I mean, we all sort of there's all huff and bluster, and there's all sorts of funny things that go on the big, on the big footy board. And, I mean, I've, I've been swearing my head off all year, and I've made I've made some really stupid comments in every single podcast I reckon this year. And um, but that's that's something I can't go past. And I mean, yeah, I bag him and he bags me, but it's all in good fun. I mean, we know each other quite well, so for me, that's that's probably one of my favourite moments. And even just uh, this year, uh, non non big footy would be beating up on Essendon twice. Geelong twice. Um, oh yeah, and the win down in Hobart actually. So, which win out of the finals? Come on. Well, mate. there's there's well there's that too, and there's, there's beating the crap out of Sydney. But then again, I'm not going to really say about Sydney. But Richmond won. I think the best thing for me was just because of how puffer fishers Kangaroo would like to say how you know. Oh look at us, we're so we're this and we're that. We're the next Port Adelaide, you know, in terms of our chest uh, bigger than our head type thing, and we're all out and about. And they were all booking that. Well, young lounge lizard, nearly use his real name for a second. <laughs> I keep doing it. Um, he, you boys know him. And, um, yeah, booking his flights to Sydney prematurely before the game had even started. This little fucker that he is. And, uh, went along with his, his new partner and, yeah, that didn't go well. And, yeah, I was messaging him for days. He wouldn't respond to me and he finally got back to me on the Wednesday. Just a little prick. He couldn't handle banter and he's been giving it out to me all year. So I, I think that's another one. <laughs> I think it's, Yeah, I would, oh, you could you'd pull it apart. I mean, there were that many things that I've forgotten for the year that I'd say, oh, yeah, this, you could remind me. But even just beating up on Sydney in Sydney was another good one. I wasn't there for it. But I think for me... Uh, Sean Ellis yeah. going again. The left footer. <laughs> oh, 45 yeah. degree angle. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, maybe on the weekend when I heard, when someone said to you from behind you, because they weren't facing you, oh, did you just cream your Dax quiz? <laughs> I, I, I think that was Grady Gatsby. Oh, was that you? Who was it? Yeah, it was me. And then you turned around and, yeah, so yeah, Grady Gatsby was there and uh, who else rocked up that night? Ben Griner and um, a couple of your mates. And uh, actually some of the mates from, your mates from um, oh, another team board. Okay. No idea who they were. Uh, some mods from another port. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't need to mention them. That's all right. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really good night and probably, oh, so do you want to talk about anything that you said that night to a particular bar lady? <laughs> <laughs> or I said maybe? Uh, yeah, fuck it, why not? So, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> So By the way, it's the North Melbourne West Coast game. <laughs> Obviously very angry last week at the game. Uh, ben Jacobs' free kick almost done it for me. West Coast went and kicked two goals very quickly after that. That was me done for the night. I walked outside. The Imperial had a stupid rule where you can't stand up and have a drink. The lovely waitress came and told me to sit down. I told her to sit on my face. <laughs> she kicked me out. <laughs> Great <laughs> response. Not cool, guys. Not cool. And I'm and great. Ginger yeah. and I just what was laughed. she like? She was looking. Off. And I... Yeah, she was. She, I'd, yeah, uh, I'd, 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 I'd put her face. Um, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, then I was I was removed, and yeah, I think you saw that, and your other mates. And we're not going to mention your other mates who were there, but <laughs> um, and then he said your mate said to me after he's like, you were kicked out, weren't you, by that. Butch, this, that, and the other thing, and I said, yeah, I was. Um, yeah, so we all had a bit of a big night, and I was informing the West Coast supporters where they can go and where their home is and all sorts of, other, you know, giving them directions, as Wild Bill likes to call it, um, and that didn't go down too well, of course. I got my come up at the end of the night. <laughs> this way to Frankston, thank you very much. 
to Aaron Edwards' house. Um, what? Uh, yeah, I'm, okay. Girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone else notice that Azza was Dusty Martin's date to the Brownlow? Yeah, he is every year. Yeah, he gets around. He's he seen it our bloody interchange. Well, not interchange. What do you call it? Our um, uh, half time. He's been in oh. down in the dungeon with the rest of the team um, <laughs> the last couple of weeks, and I just thought that was a bit strange. Azza and uh, but, Dusty only get the invite to the Brownlow because they provide the tools for the after party. Oh, righto. So where Brenda Favola did the whole, I've had the time of my life at the after party, that's probably still my Facebook photo. Oh, no, it's not my Facebook photo anymore. <laughs> Brownlow hasn't been the same since Fat Left. Uh, when you did the Channel 9 footy show, talk, uh, Street Talk, fuck, that was good. You've got to look up the YouTube video. Pressure point, pressure point. Yeah, there's that, and then there's the, the dubbed over version, but then there's the one with the after party. So it was 2009, whatever the year it was, the after party and Bowler is off his tree singing, I've had the time of my life. There's all these other videos and you can just see how spastic he was. Um, anyway, so going away from that, Queer, what were your favourite, some of your more memorable or favourite moments from the year on Big Footy or Footy or just general? Um, big one for me personally, um, I've got nothing for Big Footy. Uh, I sit <laughs> on this forum every day, it all merges into one. Um, but obviously Sean Attlee finally starting to get on the end of it towards the end of this season, so hopefully that will continue. Um, big ones for me, as I mentioned earlier, is beating Richmond ahead of the finals again. <laughs> Fuck him. Seriously. Um, Three years in a row. Give them that false sense of security and letting them be the sweet before and then just kicking them right on out of there. Uh, beating the Essendon twice because my best mate goes for Essendon, so that's another personal one. Um, you know, pretty much all our wins. I love winning. Who doesn't love winning? What about you, Jay-Z? Obviously, the two finals. Uh, I posted uh, after the Richmond game that the only thing better, better than beating Richmond is beating Richmond in September, and I firmly believe that. <laughs> I'm firm. <laughs> <laughs> they were very uh, up and about, so to say, before the game, and that was a very satisfying victory. I also enjoyed, there was an article, I can't which paper it was in, white papers, that said North are basically the anti-Richmond. Richmond looked like gold during the season, then fall apart in the finals, and North did the opposite, so I like that. Um, what else? Zeebel's emergence as a forward, I enjoyed. Uh, I still think he's a midfield forward, though lots of people on the big footy board think he's a forward mid. Um... But I think he could be a real weapon down there. Um, Max first goal. That's a fucking long time coming. Oh, that was a beautiful <laughs> thing. Every time he, he got within 70 metres for the last two years, I've been screaming, have a shot. <laughs> have a <laughs> go, yeah, you Mike. <laughs> Nate would have heard me at the park as soon as Ailey gets the ball, no matter where it is, have a shot. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. You, yeah. you weren't that excitable yeah. with that left foot one in the Sydney final. I thought you'd go a bit harder than that. I had to contain. He went myself. hard in the bathroom. <laughs> Actually, he didn't go to the bar. No, he went to the bar. He didn't go to the bathroom. He might have. <laughs> um, the Sydney final was my favourite because living up here, I had to put up with a lot of obnoxious Sydney fans. And I just love beating them every single time. I just love beating them because they're so stupid yet so arrogant. Yeah. 
It's like, yeah, went, playing against a Essendon or, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Uh, my version of I went to Boomer's 400th game in Brisbane this year, which was another highlight. That was brilliant. Um, and I met a guy up there. I'm pretty sure he's not a big footy because he was like 65. <laughs> <laughs> it might be Horace or Twinkle Toes. Maybe Horace. Um, met a guy up there and he said, you know, he's lived in Queensland since 98, I think he said. Um... And through a mixture of us sucking when we go to Queensland and bad luck, Boomer's 400th was the first win he'd seen since he moved to Queensland. Jeez. Um, that's pretty good. Just an FYI, thanks for that photo you've just sent me. What the <laughs> hell? What was it? If anyone else has seen it. It's in the oh, chat. Have a look at the Skype yeah, chat. It's in the chat. Have a look at <laughs> You know who that reminds me of from Collingwood, don't you? Collingwood. Yes. <laughs> <Good>. um. <laughs> I think I've had enough tonight. Um. Wow. So what else is next? You can keep that one, Jay-Z. Um, Moving on Thanks, to favourite moments from the podcast itself. So... I think Nate's not going to like me for this one, but my favourite was his rant against Starburns in the second episode. That that was something else. <laughs> that was one of the best rants I've ever heard. <laughs> Do yourselves a favour and listen to it again. It's so funny. <laughs> what week was um, that? Was that week one or two? That was week two, I'm pretty sure, because yeah, we got you got a lot of PMs, I got one PM, you got like five or six out of it, so I don't know how that happened. Um, I was nominated the flog a few times on the Bay 13, and rightly so. I was a bit of a tool about it, um, <laughs> in some people's eyes, certainly not in mine. Um, I think in the same week that I probably gave it to a Gold Coast supporter at the time, or maybe that was a different week. Little flash um, art, yes. Would flash art for his. And he, yeah, he gave it back in turn. Oh, yeah, did he what? Um, yeah, I, I copped it from all ends, which is pretty funny. But um, it was good to see a, people, a few people were salivating at the um, corners of their mouths. My two other moments were, obviously, Captain Leather Pants, so Lounge Lizard. Oh, um, his story about his Nate 7 with the chocolate. <laughs> that, that was an interesting yeah. story. The chocolate genitalia. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, um, that's yeah. from the first Richmond podcast, so uh, the one the before the final. That yeah. was interesting. The BFL podcast. Yeah, um, and then the other one was Rob Zombie's debut, and he rightly told me that Taylor Garner's a Ferrari. <laughs> oh, he, he is though. He is. Just, and he's proven prove it to it's proven too, isn't he? So far, wait and see. Wait and see. Yeah, but your favourite moment was. Have you turned on him yet? I remember I you turned on him halfway through this year that Ghana would never play for North again. Who said that? You did. You uh, said his things were for cucked and he would never play for North again. I think was I not talking about someone else? Well, hang on, were you no, trying? You were, he's had a fifty-seven week hamstring injury. Who else would you be talking uh, about? Was I? I don't remember this. Okay, I, if I <laughs> did, I'm completely oh, wrong. You're in Rob's shit book now. You're playing the oh, fifth. Man, I'm, I'm getting called out <laughs> on something again. Um, I legitimately don't remember that. And if it was, uh, I've got, usually got a very good memory. Um, uh, I'm, I remember saying something about mullet. 
No, it was definitely uh, about Ghana because she said his hamstrings were fucked. Strange. Don't remember it. Must have been drunk. Move on. I most likely was. <laughs> Depending on what week it was. You're, you're pissed every, every week. week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet your favourite moments, Nate. Uh, I'm going to go last, so you two, you, you are the two can go, I've been talking heaps. Fine. Quiv? Alright, um, so, my big footy, I don't really, everything merges into one. I'm actually, I guess my favourite moment is people actually listen to this thing when I first got asked to do it. It's like, yeah, I'll do it, but I didn't expect anyone to listen to it. And the fact we get people sending in mess, uh, questions, big thanks to Philly Roo for the feedback. Um, I think that's probably my favourite. Like, I feel this thing could be really, really good as a weekly event. Uh, I think it is good now, but it can get much better. Um, oh, that's probably new my favourite moment, as soppy as that is. Yes. Well, hopefully next year there'll be a few improvements to it. Which will be good. Well, we're gonna have a, we'll have a solid pre-season under our belt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jay's... What were your, have you got any big moments for the year for to be here or um, Specifically in terms of the podcast, my favourite one, round 23, Richmond podcast. Um, Lounge Lizard was a rather surprising guest in that he seemed to know a lot more about North, or really he talked a lot more about North than he talked about Richmond on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, you knew quite a lot about oh, well, that. Um, I suppose that leads. But obviously, there was a. a oh, like he was my favourite friend on Big Footy. Close to Hans in three, but uh, the AFS trope. So. <laughs> that thread. That thread. So I it's my turn now. Well, well you. You, uh, if, uh, said Jay-Z, if you and Dark Phoenix were the ones that actually, a couple of pre-seasons ago, because I remember, was it Horace or someone like that, said, oh, what can I read about? Yeah, somebody posted, I can't remember who it was, somebody posted. What can I do in the, in, what can I do in the season? Yeah. And you um, mentioned that, so I went and had a look, and I thought, oh, okay, shit, this is something I missed out on. So I started posting in AFS, and the rest is history. Um, <laughs> fucking multi-time AFS Hall of Fame legend, with, yeah. <laughs> Seriously modest about it, and I'm about to be another legend in that Hall of Fame soon. Um, for me, oh, Landers is his debut, week one, week two, yeah, no, nah. week two, sorry, week one was good, um, but then all of a sudden he had to go because he was at a, a gig or wherever the hell he was, and he was, I think he was in the car at the time, he was podcasting, a bit weird. Um, and the two of us, as one of you guys touched on, the two of us bickering about what the actual, the truth of the story when we met up in November last year and about the chocolate. what actually happened with the, the chocolate and the hens party and who actually cocked the cock and who actually cocked the balls in the mouth and who actually <laughs> what and, <laughs> and whether or not it was an actual, anyway, moving on. Moving um, on. This is a couple fucking weird as usual. Um, yeah, that I, it was, it's funny how far we've come when you look at, and it is obviously hindsight talking. Um, yeah, when you look at sort of the Sydney, the very the first podcast we did with Sydney and Sir Swans, who's now under a different name. 
And moving forward, I think we've had uh, Carlton or Melbourne, Sydney. So that was Vaughn last week or the week before. Um, and yeah, a few other So they've been progressively getting better. It's, it's been great to have a numerous guest podcasters on, whether it be from other teams, whether it be from our own. So big thanks to Philly Roo, obviously Jay Z, Rob Zombie, uh, uh, Donkey Chop. Who else am I forgetting? Mark's up. Phil Wizard. Mark Stup. Who? Phil. Yeah. Who else? Someone say Corey. What? No, uh, Quivora. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you said King Corey. For a <laughs> like, where's a dick reference? Um, yeah, all, all of those have been great. It's been a bit of a shame. I suppose for me, a bit of a letdown is when you get half of those teams and they can't provide uh, an opposition podcasting supporter or something similar. And I suppose when you look at Gold Coast and, and GWS, it's a bit of a, a desolate place when you go over their boards. Um, but some of the others, you, you'd expect something. And I know there's been a couple that were late withdrawals. I think we might have been the Geelong podcast or something or another. I can't remember now actually. Uh, uh, but yeah. one of the actually one of the better ones. Yeah, but even um, one that I know that no, probably no one was really expecting, and probably one of the better ones, if not the best, away from the lounge was was Jade from Essendon, and the way he spoke, and. Um, I don't know, people bag the crap out of this, and I know I do too, we bag everyone over there, but he spoke really well, he was very informative, and um, he, was, he was very obliging, we thank him again, and I know that, uh, he and all others will be happy to come on board next year, because we haven't, we didn't really lay into them too much, and he, he, was, he was more than happy to give and take it, so that was really good, um, but yeah, I think... Um, yeah, even even the uh, the reviews that we've caught from people, whether it be not so nice sometimes, which has been fine because I think we've all taken it that way. Um, I mean, I've, I think we've all had some pretty harsh words. I've, I've received some pretty stern words from some people. Um, and um, yeah, we're all you know, cop it on the chin, take it as it is, and yeah, move on from it. No one needs any malice from it, and it's just it's all a case of just improving things, and and that's the way we've been. Um, there's been some weird posts. Though. I tell you what, there's been some fucking weird threads. And just go. Yeah. Sometimes I've I found myself thinking, are these are these posts on the board? Are they legit? You know, because they just they look like aliases of someone else. And it turned out that they're a legit person. And which I actually I asked a, a mod recently if a particular person on the north board was legit, and turns out they are. Um. Anyway, so. Oh. I suppose I've answered your question in a really roundabout way and a really long-winded way, but yeah, that's yeah, right. That, you wouldn't have it any other way, then. <laughs> no, I know because I'm, I know that Beach and all the others are going to give me shit for talking, and that's why I'm, blah, 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 I'm going to keep talking. Um, <laughs> we'll move on just quickly. Yeah, I, I will say a big shout out to obviously yeah, before we go on because um, I know this is someone's way. I'm waiting for him to come back. Um, yeah, so a massive that shout out to all our listeners, so Mosley Tab and. Um, those uh, interstate, we've got some overseas, those on the other boards, the other team supporting boards, and um, even some of the mods. Oh, good to see you back, mate. Um, and, and all of those. It's, it's, it's good to see the, um, yeah, just the banter going about, which is, really, which is really good. But anyway, moving on, it's, it's your turn now. Moving on. Um, to the review of the game prelim now. Um, it wasn't a great end to the season, I don't think. We sh- we fought it out well. 
Um, we're in it pretty much right to halfway through the fourth quarter. Uh, we played really good, hard, consistent footy for most of the match, but we just, the back was broken in the third quarter with some questionable umpiring calls. Um, questionable? The fucking shit. Waiting and cheating. Yeah, um, yeah Sorry, the umpiring was an I'm absolute serious. joke. It was really a joke, but I'll just go on to a quick review of the players. Um, ben Brown had an absolute stinker. Like, I love the guy. He'll be a good player. He just didn't have a very he, good night. He should have been subbed off just on him. Oh, I disagree, but we'll get on to that. Um, yep. Yeah, so Cunnington was very good. Uh, Swallow was very good. Jay Zeeble was... Yeah, had a weird Zeeble match. Um... Turner was very good. I actually like that. Garner's goal was very good, but he didn't do much besides that. Um, Waite had a, uh, a doctor, like, not doctor. Jekyll was more Jekyll Mr. Hyde game. Um, Goldie was very good. Um, despite all his personal troubles, which I'm sure everyone's heard about, he's played supremely well. And he's an absolute champion. Well, I was actually reading about that. Yeah. Earlier on in this podcast, I have never known that until I didn't know that minutes ago. Is this what I saw in the brown? Sorry, the brown metal thread. Yes. Yes. Okay, we'll explain. With his mate. I'm not caught up on this. What is the video? Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Thompson was a bit putrid. Tarrant was Tarrant was very pretty solid. Hanson was pretty solid. Atley was very very. His best one of his best games. Um, and he's really emerged as a player. I know I'm not blowing up Quiz's backside here, but he, he really has emerged <laughs> as a player. Um, guys, how did you see it? <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say, um, Quiz, what the fuck? So who, okay, who was subbed out for, uh, to begin with? And do you remember me saying to you, why the fuck was he? It was and... Garner, wasn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I turned around and JJ was there and I said, who's gone missing? Who have I not seen on the TV yet? And everyone agreed. Oh, and who do you think? Fuck, I can't remember. J-Mac. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was too. At yeah. the time, I was like, is he actually playing? Is he in his 22 or what? I had not seen him, but, um, yeah, I was surprised he was actually there. Whether or not he should have been subbed, um, I don't know. Maybe well, I think... I think I argued with you that we needed his leadership yeah, at the time, right. so we couldn't sub him. Um, I still think Brown was the one to go. He did nothing. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's a huge coincidence that we constantly sub out Garner or Turner or whoever. They clearly have concerns either about us having too many small forwards or those younger players not having a tank. And obviously Thomas was subbed repeatedly because he had the flu injury, which has come out this week. But oh, don't play. I, I'm pretty sure it was planned before the match even started that one of those two would go. Where, where did you read about this foot injury? That's the first I've heard of that. It's been around for weeks. He's been playing with it for many weeks. Don't play him. Yeah, this is what I don't get. Why Why do we insist on, oh, if you're not 100%, then you're not playing, get allowed to play. It's like, it's not, it's sort of like some rules for some people and rules for others or horse for horses or whatever. Yeah, what was it? Was it? Uh, I think it's a, a rule for the, the real season and a rule for the finals. I mean, if he was sub, what, the last three games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did, he won, he got one goal very quickly because the team looked out and then mm-hmm. did nothing 
for the rest of the, the first two games and did absolutely nothing in the final, in this final. Uh, he shouldn't have been played if he was injured. I was a big supporter for him playing a full game, but I didn't know he was injured until just now. Yeah, same. Yeah. And it makes me wonder <laughs> why we why we decided to play him. Well, the other thing is, I mean, you got, oh, James, you just mentioned about uh, Turner and Garner being subbed in or subbed out or whatever. You've got to remember yeah. that uh, Turner's had a lot of injuries and sort of niggles and all sorts of issues. He's had an interrupted pre-season. Garner is coming back off a massive layoff. Has not had a pre-season. His time this year has been... Fucking two years or whatever it's been. It's just been ridiculous. Um, I still have the image embedded in the back of my brain when um, uh, Bill met Garner for the first time last year and just abusing him and telling him to get his fucking hamstring fixed. Remember at the Essendon game um, in the North pop-up bar, actually. Side note. Um, but, yeah, so you've got to remember, keep that in the back of your mind, that those guys haven't had that. So, of course, they're going to be yeah. a little bit underdone. And Luke McDonald's going to be another one. I think earlier we touched on Hanson was one. Uh, yeah. Ben Brown, another. So there's going to there was quite a few who haven't had the full say nine ten months. Um, yeah, I mean, the personally, I, I don't know about you guys, but the, even making it to the prelim was a bit of a surprise to me. I mean, yeah. the first half of the season was a bit of a you know what else could possibly go wrong type scenario. Everyone seemed to be injured, and the whole thing was just falling apart, coupled with a pretty difficult draw mm. here and three months ago if you had told me that we were going to lose a prelim by a couple of goals I would have taken it yeah I'm, I'm, I'm here I was one of the doomsday naysayers in the beginning saying oh we're shit we're not going to we'll be just making up my numbers if we get there and yeah. at best we'll make eight at best I was saying very early on um, I was actually wondering and I was having this discussion with some people away from big footy recently, whether or not this was this year was an improvement on last year. Oh, my, yeah, well, it's funny, and I say that there's sort of, you can play it, and I'm going to play it both ways, in that we had a number of, what, 70-point deltings this year, but in, in the same time, we... This one of them wasn't we had a, in a final. We what, sorry? So at least one of them wasn't in a prelim final. Well, that's the thing is, I've been saying, even leading into that, that as long as we don't get belted like we did you know, by Sydney, like, you know, that Sydney equivalent last year was what, 60, 70, whatever it was last year, put up a good performance, we lose, that's okay. That's not me, and I said this last week as well, it's not me having a loser's attitude, it's saying that as long as you put up a good fight and you're consistent the whole way through, um, this, the margin shouldn't really matter as long as you, it's not a blowout. Now, putting aside the umpiring issue, there was, what did West Coast hit, like 10 goals, 20? Yeah, okay, a lot of their free kicks, they were getting those questionable ones, or as I'd call it, blatant cheating, were, <laughs> they, they were um, in a part of the play where it was going to make a difference. Having said that, you also make your own luck. So, yeah. In a way, I've often said that North Melbourne are their own worst. Yeah, your own worst enemy. But when you look at West Coast kicking 20 behinds, okay, well, 15 and, I don't know, four or five were rushed. So um, there's a bit of an argument both ways. Yeah, it's a funny thing that, I mean, obviously, you know, you often hear bad kicking is bad football and we missed a shitload of shots that we should have kicked and we argue we should have been five goals up at quarter time and put the game away and all of this and... 
I'm sure they'll have the whole process and to think about that and vice versa, you know, West Coast missed a whole lot of shots. But I don't know if I'm obviously I'm biased, but I think West Coast missed a lot of shots early, particularly in the first half, because our pressure was top notch. Now taking shots on the boundary side kind of thing. The, the intensity yep. that we came out with was first rate, and it was a massive difference to the prelim final that I watched 12 months ago, where we got out pressured by Sydney. You want to understand? The right. complete opposite. And I blew my load very early in that match. I turned around filthy, and I said, "Probably 20 minutes into the match, we've got this." Yeah, that's, I remember that. <laughs> that's how good we were playing in that first quarter. Yeah, and then it just completely backwards. West Coast have been kept goalless, what, twice, three times tops this year? And we did it in the prelim final. It was a massive upgrade on last year. I mean, I, I left last year's prelim final going, we've got a hell of a long way to go before we finish top four. I mean, we technically finished fourth last year, but it was clear we didn't belong there. This year was completely different. We do belong there now. See, I, I'm the opposite. I think we did better last year than this year. In terms of the year overall? or um, Well, as I said before the show, I still I was a strong believer we had a premiership list last year. Mm. This year we went and recruited two, two stars in Waite and Higgins, which just improved our list. Yeah. And we still fell short. Um, those two should have been the difference in a prelim and a grand final. Um, Wait proved to be the difference in the first two finals, I think. He um, yeah. stood up, obviously. Um, obviously losing Wells for the main part of the season, who's our classiest ball user. Yeah, I was about um, to say, I mean, obviously... doesn't help, well, but we had... I know a lot of you guys are somewhat uh, dubious on Wells, but hmm. the difference between last year and this year, obviously, Wait Higgins, but having Wells, I think, was a big difference. I think last though, year he, even though he basically missed the entire season, which he did this year as well. Because I I'd imagine the finals, our game plan would have revolved a lot around Wells being there this year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it would have thrown everything out. I think next year we need to plan for him not to be there. So in terms of next year, just moving on to a bit of a preview for next year, um, are we still capable of improvement as a side? Are we do we have a premiership list for next year? It's our last shot at the flag before. Uh, you know, Drew Petrie's going to go. Boomer Harvey, more than likely going to go. I mean, he can't go on forever. He can't carry this, this team forever. Uh, you know, we've been pretty good in terms of retaining players, but that damn well's got to break eventually. Somebody's going to want to leave. Uh, Wells will probably be gone by the end of next year. Waits old. He might go at the end of next year. Yeah. Um, Wells is old. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a couple of others, but we do have an ageing list. We're, we're not going to bottom out. We don't bottom out ever. Um, <laughs> we can't afford to. But we're going to, after this, or after the 2016 season, we'll be back hovering around the, the middle of the table again. Uh, it'll be another couple of years before we get another real shot at a flag. I'm not really sure about that. I mean, I, I agree that next year is definitely our best shot, and I think everybody inside the club has been planning for sort of this year and next year to be the window. Um, certainly, I, I think, in terms of, you know, giving Harvey and Petrie and these sort of guys a last shot, it's definitely, 
you know, in that sort of window. But free agency has sort of changed the game, and losing a Petrie and a Harvey and a Wells doesn't mean a several-year rebuild anymore. It means you've got a shitload of money that you can throw at somebody and and maybe stay at the top. But the thing is, we do have a shitload of money, I would imagine. We can't be paying anybody that much. So Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, we've done well in free agency. We've probably been the best team since this free yeah. agency thing came out. I mean, we we've got Dominator, who was a recruiter of the year. We won free agency. We got Higgins, <laughs> who was a recruiter of the year. Yeah, Wake was finals recruiter of the year. Yeah, we've done incredibly well. But, <clears throat> you know, they're all older players, which obviously with free agency is what you're going to get. We need to be able to... Well, Higgins is not, but Del Sano is. Wade obviously is. But we need to be able to get somebody the likes of Tralor Tralor over to us. Um, We've got the money. Why doesn't he want to come to us? Why does he want to go to the Pies so badly? Who I would say are in a worse position than us. Um, Yeah, well, the funny thing about free agency, and I think we'll see this even more this year than in other years, is... The teams that are shit and that realistically have no chance of winning the flag next year have more money to throw at these guys. I mean, the Saints throwing 700k at Carlisle and Melbourne apparently offering danger over a million dollars a year and all of this stuff is going to dilute the market a little bit. But obviously we've put a case to guys like Waite and Higgins and Dell that you can come here and you can earn money and at the same time we're looking to win a premiership and that attracts the right kind of people in my opinion for North Melbourne and the guys that want to just chase cash fuck them yeah yeah I see what you're saying there so we'll probably move soon we're starting into that trades ton of stuff we'll, we'll get into that part of the show so in terms of this management, so Max Warren, Scott McMahon, or McMahon, and Eric Wallace <laughs> have been delisted, or sorry, haven't been offered a contract for next year, which is sad because they're all good servants of the club. I'd like to thank Eric Wallace for coming out and McMahon for all his service, and Max Warren for his one game, one more game than <laughs> I'll ever play. And, um, and that will join the retirements of Nathan Grimer and Lee Adams. So that'll open up a bit more cat space, obviously. Just just on that, just quickly, um, on Nathan Grimer, he did not get a mention at the Brownlow in the retirement Oh, of course, he's a North Melbourne player. Patch Adams <laughs> did, but did Grimer he? completely glossed over. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty sad. Especially for Nathan Grimer, he's very popular in the AFL. Yeah, he's one of the nicest blokes, one of the most charismatic blokes I've ever seen in the AFL. And and that speech, man, that speech, his retirement speech, they could have shown a clip of that or something, you know. The guy bled blue and white, obviously loved football, and they just blew him off like that. Now, I don't know if that was his choice or what, but shit, that's bad. I don't want to sidetrack too much, but was it just me or was that whole little segment on the retired players completely ruined by the obsession over goods. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything about that, and I won't, but, um, yes. Yep. That's <laughs> yep. short, and we'll just move on. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll just run through the list of the fringe and older players on our list as it stands today. So I'll get the opinions and reasons from all of you on whether the fringe and older players should be kept, traded, delisted, or re-rookied for next year. So, Dan Curry. Tried. 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 Yeah, I've I've never, ever, ever rated him. I'm surprised he's still on the list. There's a reason he's only played the five or however many games he's played in his 200 years on the AFL list. I don't even think we can trade him. Keith. What's he worth, though? He's worth nothing, and that's why I think... No, he's not, he, look, he'd be worth Because you'll get nothing for him in a trade, and the only reason he's on our list is for insurance in the case that Goldie goes down. And for that, I think he should stay. But I think I'd rather play Boomer Harvey in the rut before Curry. Well, that's the thing. He's like, there's well, a lucky whole lot of <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, like, Petrie obviously is done as a Rockman. Magic can play 50% at best. If Goldie goes down... Without Curry, we're for cooked. That's a that's uh, a good no. point. Um, I don't know much about our list outside because of um, Proust is not going to be anywhere near okay, first so grade Proust level. Ruckman. Right. No, he's not. He's a project Ruckman. Brown's yeah. not a Ruckman. Fucking Magic can do it Ruckman. though. Can do it. Curry is there on the off chance that Goddy gets a season-ending injury, and for that reason, I'm happy to pay him whatever we're paying him. Okay, <laughs> oh, um, moving on. Moving on, Nate. <laughs> Nate. Fuck um, this. Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, Brad McKenzie. Keep. Keep, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've, been, I've been a big hater of McKenzie, but his last half of this season was a big improvement. Yeah, I'll mm. keep him as well. Um, Bastanek. <laughs> no, uh, he's a fringe fire. I had to say it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not laughing for that reason. I like uh, him. I really like him. I think he gets really hard done he's by. He's in Boffer's bottom 50, too. I, yeah, I, but Petrie's been there as well, so that doesn't make much. I'm a big fan of Bastanak. He's. I think he's got to stay. What are you a fan of? I don't inside know. Inside Bastanak or outside Bastanak? Um, he, oh, well, we've got too many insides as is. He's an outsider, but he that's, just needs to compose himself. He's an inside player. From what I've seen, his best footy is in the centre square, reading the tap. And we have inside mids coming at our arse. Yeah, so that's where he falls down, I guess. But, you know, maybe we finally play Zeeble forward, then Bassey can go in the mid. Yeah, but what we do with Jumont, though? We need to give Jumont games. Yeah, oh, I like there's Bassey. a player on the rookie player, list. Yeah. But we, I we, think his access to our... Our we do have too many inside mids. We, yeah. we definitely do. Yeah, he if, just came at the wrong if time. If we offered a, a trade of Basti for some speedy outside mid, I'd take it in a second. Because that's obviously something we're missing. And we've got a bazillion inside mids. So we wouldn't... Uh, okay. Um, moving on. Now, this one's a bit controversial. So, Wells... <laughs> Keep, trade, or retire him. I know Quiv wants to get rid of him. <laughs> well, I, I know Jay-Z wants to keep him. I don't want to retire him. I, I reckon we need to try and trade him off while he's still got some value. He's, <laughs> That's what what value? You're about three years left then. Well, <laughs> no, but I mean, he's got more. He's still got a little bit of value, like, Sir, you know, Melvin or something. Sir Carlton. Carlton would give or the world for somebody like Wells. 
even okay. So going back to Curry, so the Bulldogs are taking. <laughs> I know we're moving away from that. Mate, I'm not giving up on that. Oh, by the way, okay. So I think my oh, hurry up. Be, then. I think I'm, shut your fucking mouth, for change, all right? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, I'm kidding. We all love you. Um, I don't know. Do we persist with him or not? I've been in the camp of get rid of him, but just because of the the injuries and freeing up cap space and and personnel, our uh, medical personnel. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's why I reckon just cut your losses. I, I you know jettison. The only the only possible scenario where I would let go of Wells was if it was to get Harley Bennell. Who toured Richmond today? It is the only situation where I'd let Wells go. Otherwise, you would be absolutely insane on a list that well, is currently out of the race for And we apparently have cap space to kill. Like the the argument of let's trade Wells, who's worth fucking nothing on the free market, by the way, mm-hmm. for cap space just doesn't compute with me. I never said that. I just said jettison, which means get rid of. But, well, if, okay, if it comes down to giving him one more year, well, fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm happy to move on from that. If next year is truly our last shot, which a lot of us have said, yep. Yep. and you've got Boomer and you've got Petra and White and whoever else, obviously, following you, you're going to have that space coming out your ass. But why would you get rid of Wales this year? Because the risk is. And we saw it this year. He can't get on the park. Mm-hmm. It's been the issue his entire career. He's he's made of glass. Like he's <laughs> been getting worse. He's not getting younger. So is Garner though. Yeah, but Garner's young. Yeah, but Garner's got youth on his side. Wells yeah, is what thirty. Twenty-nine, thirty. Yeah, mm. he's thirty now, isn't he? Garner's made of glass, and we stuck with him because we see potential. Wells is made of glass, and we stuck with him because he's a gun. I don't really see a difference other than the Melbourne philosophy of let's just keep all the young kids. Oh, anyway, moving on. Moving on, Harper. <laughs> keep. 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 Rookie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So much. Oh. So much talent in that little boy. If we can harness it, and he's actually has another right. bad end to the season. Like I've been after very list. good. After Cam Delaney last year, I wouldn't be at all opposed to keeping him on the senior list. If we could get away with it, I'd love to move him to the rookie list. But I, I just honestly don't know why we didn't give him a shot in round twenty-three. Let him. It was an emergency, but that was it. It was an emergency twice this year. There's, there's nothing to lose in that game. No. Let him, let him have a shot at the big time. I mean, what, it's been almost two years since he played for the seniors, yeah? The only reason I can think of is that he's a massive confidence player and we were obviously not going to win that game. He is. But, <laughs> but what confidence are you going to get from playing in the VFL every week? Hmm. Some players play better with better people. Yeah, like, I mean, if he's doing shit in the VFL, which he very well may be for all I know, I don't watch it. Um, yeah, that's that's so sure she's not going to give him confidence. But if you're playing in the AFL and you're getting people like Zeeble kicking the ball 100 metres in the air and you're somehow on the end of it, Cunnington hitting you up with 50 metre long passes, Sean Atley with his beautiful kicks hitting you up, you know, that's got to do wonders for your confidence. <laughs> well, touching on that, I mean, while you mentioned that you have the confidence issue, and a few episodes back I mentioned about Lindsay Thomas being a confidence player, and I mentioned it with 
You know, would you rather him having Oren Stevenson hitting him up in the VFL for North Ballarat, or would you rather have a Wright or a McMillan or even an Elmac hitting him up, uh, coming up from the other end? And the, the obvious answer is that, and he is a massive confidence player. So you've got the two. It's a two-pronged um, answer, that one. And Harper could be the same. I know that Mullet, to an extent, was even Taylor Garnett can be um, when he stepped up. So isn't that funny that they're all aligned with bloody North Ballarat? Well, they were. Thank God we're not with them anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, well, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, I'll just, we're starting to run a bit over time, so I'll just quickly run off the names. Yeah. Nahas. Yep. Keep. Keep. Black. Keep or trade? Trade. Trade. Okay. Tippett. Gone. <laughs> God. That's my answer. Is he contracted? Yeah, I think so. Right. I think so. Oh, yeah. yes. We've got to try can and I trade go, him. Can I go backwards a bit? Yeah, what? You trade Black. Mm. Who yep. plays forward when Petrie and Waite retire? Yep. Uh, arguably 12 months. You're left with Brown and dot, dot, dot. Door. And door, but door's also on this Who's list of coming possibly up. Possibly going to be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I um, didn't hear that. <laughs> Ross, you're worse than a triple M boy. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I think we're easy, to be honest. You've got to assess risk. That's you what you do here, with the only key position forwards under 32 being Dorr and Brown, you should be fine. We're not going to delist him, but we've got to throw him out on the trade table, see if we can get anything for him. Sure, so long as anything is another key position forward. All right. Which is very well. Right. There are more for another one. Right, oh. If you trade him for another key forward, sure, but... Mm. I don't think there's that many on the market. Let's trade him for Pavlich. He's retired. <laughs> He's retiring. <laughs> He's the same white as Blackie Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take Hogan. Oh, yeah, that would cost us about five first round picks. <laughs> Melbourne. Which we have to fuck up anyway. This is not <laughs> Um. So, quick, just quickly. Spuds. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of trade targets, so um, Bunnell's there's been reports that Bunnell doesn't want to come to North or North doesn't want him because of his own issues. Yeah. So looking at trade targets, who we should be looking at? I think we're perfect for Bunnell. I know you said we're not going to get him, but I think we're the perfect club for him. Our culture is wicked. Um, Richmond are the exact opposite. Club for Benel with with the likes of Dustin Martin there, and Jake King still hanging around. Yeah, um, as for a <laughs> trade target, I don't even know who's up for grabs this year. Um, I'm a big fan of Carlo. I I wish we, I hope North are bluffing when they're saying we're not interested in him because mm. I think he would be a very very good pickup. He'll be a good fit for 2017. He'll he'll be a nice replacement for um, Scott Thompson, mm. who's Going downhill fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be very happy to play pay Carwell 700k a year. So just probably moving on, since there's not that many trade targets, um, do any of you guys follow the draft or who's going to be drafted? 
as quickly. Not me. I I don't know any player until they step into the field for the season. Fair enough. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't really follow TAC Cup or anything like that, so I wouldn't know. There's, look, there's a couple of guys. Um, there's I think I said to you earlier. There's I think there's only one key position forward in the first 15 to 18, and he's a massive unit. Otherwise, there's a lot of a bit of everything else through there. Um, there's Casey. There is two, and I can't think of their names. And in the Phantom draft, I know we were linked with one of them, and I just can't think of his name off the top of my head. Oh yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd have to go back. There's there is one in particular, but so there are there are certainly two, but there's one. Um, but yeah, some I read clubs that. Think that. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't get uh, Geelong again. Mm, yeah, well, that'll happen. Um, there's some good stuff coming through, but you've got to remember that uh, people people bag a lot of the recruiters and say, oh, Dodoro or whoever the you know list managers over at Essendon or Hawthorne or even at North Melbourne saying, oh, what did they do? Did they do their due diligence? Now, if a player performs really well at at the unders level, under 16, under 18, or even if they're playing first first year of seniors in the country or whatever else as a mature age player. And then all of a sudden they get into the big league, into the AFL or even the VFL system. They all of a sudden they, it's sink or swim. Some players you might find, and even there have been a number of top ten draft picks over the years where they have just not made it. Um, Richmond's a, a classic example. Look at some of the stuff. I should say the garbage that they've attempted to recruit and how they've gone backwards. Come on, Ben Mason wasn't that bad. Well, did they not bloody take fucking Richard Tambling? Is one of them? That is the all-time greatest draft what, joke. Tambling or is Tambling oh. over Buddy? Yeah, but and was he done since? Fucking diddly squat. He squat. went to Adelaide and then uh, grew a mullet and fucked off. <laughs> he got into the whole the other scene. I'm not the alleged alleged scene. Anyway, we can't. Talk about it. Um, yeah, so my issue is when people say, oh, but he was, he's a, he's a gun at, at TAC or he's a gun at Geelong Falcons or this, that, nothing or the waffle. Then they get over there and they spend about two or three years. So some players will take a long time. Traditionally, you say, oh, a tall player like a handsome when he came on took forever and a day to come on when he came through. But then there are some players like you look at, say, a swallow who was taken well down the pecking order and became the player that he is today. So the thing is with the draft, it can be hit and miss. And it, it's really funny how people say, oh, but you were pick five in the draft and you should perform like that, not perform like bloody Jack Watts. Now, that, that's where it becomes really interesting. That's why I think um, Scott's approach, and he's talking a little bit about it in various press conferences over the last couple of years, is trying to figure out who the kid is as a person, first and foremost. Like, everyone mm-hmm. who goes in the first round of the draft obviously has talent, and they've shown it under 18 level and whatnot, but you've got to have a certain drive as a person to make it at AFL level. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mitch Thorpe went pick six, and Hawthorne aren't duds, and they picked him because he was a good under-18 player, but... Clearly, he wasn't the kind of person that excels at this level of sport. You've, you've got to figure out whether the person fits your, your culture and whether they can actually handle the trading load and all of that sort of stuff, as well as whether they can actually play football. Mm. Um, we'll probably end on that note, guys. So thanks for joining us, Jay-Z. 
Norris? Um, I'd like to thank Chief and the Filth Wizard for helping me out with the technical advice for setting up the show in the first place. Um, I'd also like to personally thank Quiv and Nate for their fantastic work with the podcast, both online and offline. Otherwise, the podcast will never got going. Thank you, guys. Not a problem at all. No worries, mate. Thanks for hosting. That's all right. And a final thank you... I know Nate's already done this, but to our listeners for putting up with all the incoherent ramblings throughout the year by myself on the podcast and Bigfooty. And thank you so much for your support throughout the year and hopefully we'll come back better, bigger and better next year. Khan the Kangas.